Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we are going to talk about what we've been playing, and we've actually played games. Woo! We did it! And the news. Yep. And for our main topic, one that uh, I'm looking for ideas and a sounding board, and uh, going to delve into how do you arrange your board games on your shelves? Specifically, say, if you've just moved them. All yeah. from one house to the other, and now you have the opportunity instead of you know just adding to your collection, actually organizing yeah. them. Yeah, if if you are so desired to organize them in an, in a way that you can actually find something, yeah, how would you do that? Yeah. Okay. Let's get to my most exciting news of the week outside of moving into a new house. Yep. And kittens. And two new kittens. Yep. Which are really adorable. So cute. So cute. Uh, so cute that the older ones don't like them at all. Yep. But everybody else does. Yes. Okay. Uh, board game, or what we played. Yeah, we played some games. We got moved in. I set up a game table. I moved the board games in, and we played multiple games. We played two games. Two. Two full games. And plans to play Friday, Saturday, and probably Sunday as well. Awesome. As long as we get our chores done. <laughs> and mom lets us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First game we played on sun- Monday night. Was it Monday? It was Monday. Monday night. Monday night. Was Valeria the Card Kingdoms. Yes. Very the- interesting game. Again, these two uh, we did play together. So uh, they're the same games that we played. But Valeria was quite interesting. Yes. This is a little bit older game. It's been out for a couple years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's lots of games in this region. There's lots of Valeria games. There's Villages of Valeria, the Margraves of Valeria. And this is the initial one from what I know. Okay. Uh, Valeria Card Kingdoms. This is like Machi Koro, Space Base, at its soul, mm-hmm. right? With a little bit more. Yes. I would say it's a next level Space Base. Yeah, uh, on some aspects, I'd say. Yeah. It almost seemed easier at points than Space Base, but I think it depends how you play it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, but there's just, I guess there's... By what I'm saying is there's more options of what you can do. Yeah. Uh, so, for those of you not familiar with these games, you have a tableau in front of you of X number of cards, and they all have numbers on them. Mm-hmm. You roll two dice, and those dice match your cards, and you get what's on the bottom of those cards, and everybody else matches the numbers as well and gets something different on their cards. Yeah. Uh, so the the main difference between this and Space Space is in Space Space, you decide to take both dice separately or together. Yeah. So you either get two singles or one. Yeah. So like you'd get a one and a four or you would get a five. Yes. This one, you get a one, a four, and a five. Yeah. You get to take all three. Uh, if you roll doubles, you get to take it twice. Yep. Uh, interesting concept. Works really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are getting one of three resources. Yep. Or four resources. 
I would say three resources or victory points. Yeah, victory points isn't a resource. Yeah. Uh, so you get gold, you get strength, or you get magic. Yep. And magic is a wild resource, which can be used for either of them. Uh, then you take your turn, and you can either take a domain, take mm -hmm. a card, take a... Well, you get or a fight a monster. You, get a, you can buy a citizen, you can buy a domain, or you can fight a monster. Or just take a resource. Yep. And you can do two of those, and you can do the same thing twice if you want to. And, yeah, at the end, the game is timed by how many piles run out. Mm -hmm. uh, at the start of the, each game, there's 20 piles, and you have to empty two per player. Yes. Or defeat all the monsters or buy all the domains. Mm -hmm. uh, we ran or we emptied 10 piles. Yeah, we, we didn't fully defeat the monsters and we definitely didn't do the domains. No. And uh, at the start of each game, each person gets a Duke card, which gives you end game scoring mm -hmm. and some direction on how you want to play the game. Yeah. To give you the most points at the end. Uh, we ended up Shay winning. I did. I almost, I almost lost by one point and then dad realized he cheated. So yeah, I won. I, I miscounted <laughs> by accident mm -hmm. and graciously when I caught it, told Shay about it so she would know she won. Yes. I appreciated that. Yes. And I did win. Uh, thoughts on the game? I thought it was really neat. Um, the art was gorgeous. Uh, this, this is the Miko again. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, I was like, is this maybe the same guys as Raiders? Nope, just the artwork, but it's so nice. Um, I liked the ode, I'd say, to, you know, like uh, RPGs. Yep. Um, where you have, you know, it, uh, well, I mean, you have knights and mages and paladins. So it's very like Dungeons and Dragons Yeah, there's style. a very Dungeons and Dragons feel to this one. Um. <laughs> I, you know, I like these rollers where you get the resources and then you're just like, okay, now what can I do with these to get these things? I liked having more options. Um, trying to think if there's anything I didn't really like about the game. The only thing I didn't like was sometimes the rules were a little unclear. Um, there were certain rules that we would get to such as, you know, the cards where it's like, if it's rolled, you can give up, you know, something, a strength or a magic for two of something else, right? And it was unclear that if you, like, if you could choose to not do that, and if you chose to not do it, would you get the resource for not activating your cards, right? Yeah, there um, was some gray area in the rule books, I would say. Yeah. I would it, agree. There were a few things that I was just kind of like, um, so what does this mean? Uh, the rule book didn't have any explanation on the Duke cards. Yeah. So, you know, like, I had one that it was one point per each card that I had, but I wasn't sure whether it was one quite one point for each set or one point for each card. So that was a little unclear to me as well. Yeah. So that would have been a little, been a little bit nicer to have, um, to be clear. I know we had a uh, confusion over the, how the game ended, like how, if we finished the round or not. Yes. And uh, we had to reread it a couple of times to find where it actually said it. And, and it's possible it does clarify those things in other points, but in my reading, mm -hmm. I didn't find it. And when we went back to confirm, it wasn't easily Found. seen. Yeah. 
So I think the rule book left something to be desired, but the game itself was really easy to play. Yep. Uh, quick, quick moving. Yeah. And, I, and nice looking. Yeah, I like this type of game where no matter whose turn it is, you're involved. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't just tone out and wait for your turn to come up. Uh, where there are games that this happens. Yeah. Uh, this one or this type of game is not one of those because you're always doing something, you're always getting something, and, and you're always invested in what what happens. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a nice style of game because it goes quick, so you don't zone out, right? Yeah. Um. What else was I gonna say about it? I'm trying to think. It was it was really good. It's actually one I remember. Oh yeah, yeah we were talking today. Uh, about expansion packs. Yes. And the nice thing about this game is is you switch out the decks of cards. So, you know, you have types. So knights and yep. barbarian type things. I think actually they don't call them barbarians. They call them like soldiers or something. But that's what they are. Uh, and you switch them out with just the base game. But you can buy expansion packs for them. And this game lends itself to being able to buy basically just packs of cards and put them in without much effort, right? Yeah, so it's really easy to customize your game. Yeah, I think there's five to seven just packs of cards a la Magic, mm-hmm. which come for about six bucks a pop. Which is great. Give you usually one character and some other bonuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some bigger box that add more to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, asking a friend today, uh, he said that all the expansions mainly just add variety. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing that is a game changer in how the game plays. Uh, there's some minor tweaks, he said, but nothing. No expansion that he said needs to be get, needs to be uh, bought to make the game a better game. Which I think is good, yep. right? I mean, you, you know, we usually say an expansion should make the game better, right? In this case, I think it's fine for these expansions uh, to just kind of add variety. Because there is something to be said for just more variety in a game that has cards like these. Because eventually you're just going to end up buying the same ones because you know what works well for you, right? Yeah. So I think I think it's nice to be able to add more characters in. Yeah, I, I would agree that uh, in this type of game, variety in an expansion is what it needs. Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to be more complex. No. Yeah. Okay, next game we played was? Um, I can't actually remember the name of it. Um, I can't remember. I can't the remember name anything. You know, there you go, Celestia. I don't remember the names of anything. You asked me what game I played like a month ago. I don't remember. Okay. Do um, you remember what we did in Celestia? I do because we had to jump ship, which was hilarious. <laughs> so Celestia, you said yeah. what it's called. So the what I understand is because Jordan explained it, so we got none of the theme from him. Um, you are in a ship, and you're trying to get victory points based on. Where you stop, basically, where you land. Um, where, where you get off the ship. Where you get off the ship. So you're there's four of you, and one of you is the captain, and the captain rotates each round. And you can play up to six. And you can play up to six. Basically, how it will work is you roll the dice, and the amount of dice you roll is shown on the card that you're aiming for, so the, yep. the planet the you're aiming island. for, the next island. You roll the dice. Whatever symbol shows up on those dice are the cards that the captain has to be able to play to move on to that next area. It can be, well, depending on how many, it can be anything up to four symbols or as little as no symbols because there's blanks on these dice. Yes. The You then go around the table and ask all the players whether they think the captain has those cards or if they think the captain absolutely doesn't and they're going to jump ship. 
if they say if they think he has it they stay on the ship uh if they jump ship they stop where they are and they get those points if the captain has them they move on to the next island and play continues until people jump out or the ship explodes yep um if he doesn't have the cards the ship explodes so that's that's how the ship explodes so the goal yeah. is kind of push your luck where you're trying to guess based on probability whether your captain has those cards um because the farther up you get the more points you get but it also gets harder to have the cards right i think at any point we made it to the really high end ones i think you only we only got to like 15 and maybe, 20 yeah. is the highest maybe yeah, we maybe, got to that yeah. um so yeah, it was really interesting. There's special cards, ones that either allow you to safely pass automatically without having to match them, ones that make you re-roll the dice, ones that give you a parachute so the captain or anybody can jump out of the ship as it's crashing. So it's, uh, it's very neat how they play it for how kind of simple the game is. Yeah, really on your turn, you're either staying in the ship or getting out of the ship. Yep. If you're the captain, you're rolling two to three, four dice mm -hmm. and trying to match symbols. Yeah. Uh, as the captain, you can only jump ship if you have the jetpack. Or if there's nobody else in the ship. Or if there's nobody else in the ship, but you have to decide to jump before you roll the dice. Yes. Once you roll the dice, the only way you get out is with the jetpack. Yeah. And if you crash, you get no points. I don't think I mentioned that. If you yeah. crash, you get no points. So you have to jump ship at the right time. Yeah, and who first person to 50 points ends the game. Mm -hmm. And at that point, everybody adds up and most points, most the points wins. Yep. And you don't know how much everybody else has. Uh, and that's because at each island level, other than the really high-end ones, it's usually something like it can be two or four or six points. or And then it goes up and it's like six or nine or 12 type thing. So there's a range of points that you can get. Um which, you know, provides that aspect of, I have no idea what these guys have, right? Yeah, you're just, you're just taking off the top of the pile and it, can, it says what the lowest number of points is, yeah. but it doesn't say what the highest number of points yeah. it is. Uh, I saw this game at ToonCon this year. Mm -hmm. uh, there were six of them playing, end of the night, all having a really good time and it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I tried to find this game for a long time and then it just finally came back into print, mm -hmm. walked into the game store, grabbed it because i was like this looks good there are two expansions for this one that add uh differing stuff but nothing that complicates it yeah uh i really enjoy this game uh, i've only played it the one time yeah we just opened it but you know you're building the or you build this little cardboard ship and your pieces go in there they look like little sorry pieces like, yeah there's nothing <laughs> the, fancy the, the about ship the is pieces. really cool but the pieces aren't crazy but yeah. also like they don't think they'd fit in the ship if they were super fancy. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're limited by space. You need some um, of the Gollum edition, not the Gollum edition, but the non-Gollum edition. Yeah. Is it forbidden something? Century? Century. Need those little tiny century pieces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's simple to play. And, you know, end of the night or as an icebreaker, yeah. you get this game out, you're having a few pops, you have a good time with it. I think this is going to be a late game. Like It's absolutely going to be a great late game. Yeah. No, I, I think everybody's going to really enjoy this one. Mm -hmm. Sher Sherry, who likes to gamble and push her luck, is going to love this one. I think Margo is going to like this one. Yeah. We might Hi even get Hypothetical Ryan in. Hypothetical Ryan may even enjoy this one. I don't know if enjoy. He'll play, maybe. Yes. Yeah. He he'll play and it won't stress him out. Yeah. 
I would think so. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. yeah so hypothetical Ryan, let us know. Yeah, hypothetical Ryan, if you are out there, <laughs> let us know if you think this sounds like fun. Uh, that's what we've been playing. We played games. Everybody give yeah. us a round of applause in your homes. Yeah. We, we will pretend we can hear you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you have now toned into a board game radio show about hosts who actually have played we board games. actually play games. Uh, you're listening to CFCR. Mm-hmm. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we are going into the news. Woo, hit us with that news. Uh, so, having a little bit more time to delve into some YouTube, I <laughs> discovered some more SN stuff that, uh, some of the hot games. Yep. Uh, one that's on Kickstarter right now is called Endless Winter Paleo Americans. Okay. Uh, reason this one caught my eye, it's the Miko's art. Mm-hmm. Uh, the designer is... Uh, the person who did Dice Hospital. Okay. Uh, it's card building or deck building and worker placement together. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the expansions are done by Johnny Pack, who did uh, the big one that we have coming, Merchant's Cove. Cool. Coloma. Uh, so there's some there's some weight behind this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, base game is only, I think, about 50 American. That's not bad. Uh, looks gorgeous. They took some of the Miko's arts art and made figures out of them oh yes they look really cool uh-huh and i am going to try and everything i can to stay off of kickstarter so i don't back this one Mm-hmm. and that is the story i'm telling mel so when it shows up you'll just be like, i don't know what happened i never saw this game before in my life yeah because if you do get the all-in pledge which you have to it does end up at about a hundred and some bucks american yeah. <laughs> But you get like 12 expansions and uh, better tokens yep. and yada, yada, yada. Uh, one game that was a hot, hot game at Essen and all the people are talking about this week is called Lost, Lost Ruins of Arnak. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very pretty looking game. Uh, this is a CGE game, so check games. They do basically one big box game a year and this is their big box game. And the reviews have been outstanding for this one. Mm-hmm. And looking at it, there's a lot going on, but it looks to play very smoothly. And it looks very neat. Uh, first time designers. And looks like they just hit it out of the park. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, oh, Wingspan. Yeah. She did that too. Yeah. Like, you know, there's some really good designers coming on into the scene now, it seems. Yeah. It's, you know, it's with Kickstarter and... With the boom of board yeah. games, uh, thanks to COVID and thanks to good games coming out. Yeah. Uh, original designers have a chance and some of them are just crushing it. Well, and I think there's something to be said for, uh, you know, the board game industry, board game uh, community is still rather young, but we're just getting into the people who maybe grew up with it are now becoming old enough to be in the industry. And so now they're taking games that they love to play and taking aspects of those and turning them into their own thing, right? So it might be, I think that might be contributing to these uh, cool designers coming up. Yeah, I think modern board gaming is hitting mainstream a little bit more than what it ever did in the past. And it is in its infancy in that realm. Yep. And I think that's bringing more and more people into it. Yeah. Ah, Jaws of the Lion is getting a couple of uh, variant covers. 
Okay, I thought you were going to say expansions. I'm like, wait, what? No. This was a prequel expansion already. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, variant covers, they look neat. Uh, they're going to be Target exclusives in the States. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. It's just a time thing. Up so here, is this just a different box? Just a different box. Okay. Yeah. N- nothing cool. fancy for those of you that don't have it. It gives you a variety or it yeah. gives you an option to get a special edition or a yeah. special cover for it. Uh, if I could read my writing, it's called C, C something. Oh, wow. You <laughs> nailed that. All right, everybody. We're, yeah. The news is now going to be um, try C- and guess oh, the writing. Sorry. Seastead. Seastead. Uh, this is a game that's based in the world of Flotilla. And, and the is? only reason I grabbed this is it's getting more and more popular amongst board game designers and board game companies is this game is in this universe, like mm. the West Kingdom stuff, mm-hmm. the uh, Valeria. Yeah. You know, we just talked about that. And Almost creating like a, a Marvel universe of yeah. board games. Yeah. The role player universe. Yeah. You know, this is becoming more and more popular. And, and this is a two player game. Easy to teach, easy to learn, but with some strategy, a la Targi, mm-hmm. right? And it looked neat, but I, it caught me that it was in the world of Flotilla just because Flotilla didn't get great reviews. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've actually never heard of Flotilla. So. Uh, it's, it came out last year and not... It's rated 7.3 on BGG, but every review I read didn't like it. Okay, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Okay. Uh, last one I'm going to talk about, uh, Mythic Games. Uh, these guys are the guys behind Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the t- company that hired Sam Healy when he left Dice Tower. Oh. Uh, have a new Kickstarter. It's called Darkest Dungeons. And this is based on a video game that I'm not familiar Darkest with Darkest Dungeons. At all. What, is that the name of the video game? Yeah. Darkest Dungeons. Okay. Uh, the only thing that caught my eye was the designer is the same guy that did Super Fantasy Brawl, which is just... Showing up at, uh, you know, backers, Kickstarter backers, uh, hmm. houses and stuff. Ryan just got this one, so that's why it sort of piqued my interest a little bit. Cool. Uh, they do a pretty big box game on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. uh, and most of them have been well-received. So that's why I found that one. Cool. Okay, still listening to CFCR. We got about six minutes left to discuss how should we sort our board games. Yes, and this is just a discussion because we have to do this and we have a lot of board games and yes. we have space now for them. Feel free to reach out to us on our social media to give us suggestions. I may make, may even make a post. Ooh, I like it. Okay. Okay, so what what are your thoughts? Because when we're talking about organizing them, we have shelves, right? Yep. We've already talked. You can listen to our amazing show on how to store your board games. Personally, yes. I think it was fantastic. Yes. Um, it was calling to the radio station fantastic. It was so good. Um, but anyway, so we have the shelves for it already. So it's really about how we're going to sort them, right? Yeah. Um, my thought always is is just generally alphabetical by game name, but I know you have some opinions. Yeah, we've done that in the past uh, when we do organize. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we buy a bunch of games and run and out of space don't fit, and they yeah. don't, and then we just find spots for them. Uh, your mom suggested doing it by player count. Mm-hmm. So games that have a good single player can go on one shelf so she can find them easier. Mm. Uh, I've seen people sort them by color. 
I was saying, can we please do rainbow co- order? Yeah. Like that would be so pleasing. I've seen people sort them by designer or publisher. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, because a lot of publishers make the same size box. Yeah. Right. And other people just sort them by. Which ones they like the which best. Which ones they like the best. Yeah. What what gives you the best present or uh, presentation or yep. view. Right. Or shelf space, I guess. Yep. Uh, the best shelfie. <laughs> the best shelf presence. Yes. Uh, I don't know how. I, I don't have an opinion as to what I think is the best way to sort games yeah. or to shelf games. I don't think I'd mind trying them by either publisher or I think publisher would be fun because I know Ravensburger games all have that blue triangle on them, right? Yeah. So it's almost would be nice to see them all together. Um, I know I, I said I'd like color, but honestly, I don't know game box colors. So I feel like I'd never be able to find it. Um, yeah. I may I may have my app sorted by color on my phone, but I know what color my apps are. Um, <laughs> but it would just be really nice to look at. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think I think I would give publisher a try. Right. Because yeah. like then you also know, like, mm, what type of game am I feeling today? Am I feeling a uh, Shem game? Am I feeling a uh, Steppenfeld? Yeah, you know, and, and I think that's where uh, designer really for me, as opposed to publisher, because there's publisher or designers that work with multiple that's companies. That's true. Yeah. Right. So you know, I can put all my felds together. Mm-hmm. I can put all my shem shems together. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't mind that, but I also think there's something beautiful about all the same size boxes on the same shelf together. Yeah. Uh, it just looks so nice, especially in a calyx. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're using mostly bookshelves for our... Yeah. Uh, we have three ours. big bookshelves, a fake calyx, and a two-by-four real, real calyx. Real yeah, that yeah. I generously donated to our game space. Yeah. And we would have had a three-by-four real calyx, but Ikea was out. Yes. And couldn't ship it to us. So... We need an Ikea in Saskatchewan is what I'm hearing. Like that That's that's really the point of this station or show. So we need an Ikea. Yeah. We, we need an Ikea so I can fulfill my... Uh, calyx dreams. Calyx dreams. Yes. And sleep well at night. Is anybody no. looking to sell a calyx? We will take <laughs> bids. We will bid. There was a 4x4 four four on Facebook for $75 and I missed it. Damn. Darn. <laughs> I know. Ah, how could you? I know. Okay. Back to... Back to organizing. Organizing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm leaning towards doing it by designer, Uh but I also know that's going to mess up a lot of people in the household. Yeah, but I, I don't, no, no offense to mom who I know will be listening to this eventually. I don't want to do it by player count because which game is better at which player count is very personal. We can't do it by, you know, if it says one to eight, right? Like Everdell with the expansions. And what about the expansions? We're going to do with those. I definitely want expansions right beside each box. Um, But yeah, I think, and then also, you know, different shelves, right? So we have the bookshelves, which all match up. But then the calyx and the fake calyx and the bookshelves are all different sizes. So we'd have to like say, hmm, this calyx fits all the Feld games. They all go here, right? We'd have to do something like that. Yeah, I, I think some of our organization is definitely going to be size related. Yeah. Because uh, there's certain games that do look better on the Calyx than on the bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certain big box games that are going to be on top of the shelves. They have to go on top. I think it's going to be like Gloomhaven, Twilight Imperium, uh, Axis and Allies. Scythe. Scythe. What's the other one that we have up top there? Um, the Escape Big Box. 
uh, Railways of the World. Railways of the World. Do we still have Smash Up? Smash, Smash Up. up. So, some of these will be going into Jordan's room yeah. on his game shelf because they are his games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to make a post on Facebook. We want your advice. Please go to it and give us your advice as to how you would sort. We should make it on Instagram too. I will throw it on Instagram. We're and get Instagram ignored. and Facebook. Yeah. And you guys give us your opinions. Please give us your opinions because we don't know. Yes. We do not have the right answer for once. Yeah. You know, usually we can make all these claims on this show, but right now we're just like, we don't know what we're going to do, but we've never had to organize them before. Yeah, so we're, we're more spitting out what we've read, what we've seen yep. and trying to make a case to justify one over the other. Yes. To pick one. To pick one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And we don't know what that and one's going to be. we don't know. But once we do, we will send out some shelfies. Yes. And we'll talk about it on the show for sure. Definitely. Okay. You've been listening to Board on the Air on CFCR. I am David. And I'm Shay. And we will talk to you next week. Have a good night.